Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. It is Monday. We have the man who called the great deleverage weeks ago. I think it was six or eight weeks ago. He gave us some early indications. We followed up every week. And man, is there pain in this in the markets today? So, Greg, congratulations. I got a couple of questions for you, but let's let's take a victory lap. You have been right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's well, I got the, the top correct, you know, and like I say, it's always better to, to know the top than it is the bottom. It's much harder, much more difficult to pick the bottom. The tops are pretty easy to find. Yeah, and, and you nailed the top. The one thing I wanted to ask about this as I thought about our conversation today, I thought about it yesterday. I actually have a question for you. It, it certainly seems that cri- crypto and I'll call it um, stocks based on revenue, not profit, mainly in tech, right? High growth. I, I wanted to ask you wh- who's leading who because there, you know crypto was supposed to be this non-correlated asset and pff, it is so correlated it's not even funny. But is there one leading the other or not? Well, you know, so that was just a narrative. So I think what yeah. people are learning now that that didn't know there's a lot of people that have gotten into the space over the last year, and the old school crypto crowd, you know, the narrative was, you know, this is this is new money, new currency, you know, and it's not correlated to stocks. It's hedge against inflation. It's you know, it's this and that. And what they have come to find out that cryptocurrencies are nothing. Well, Bitcoin, you know, yeah. Bitcoin itself is a you know, it's digital property. Um, whereas cryptos are, you know, a lot of those are different. That's like venture capital. A lot of those are businesses, companies that issue tokens. Uh, and some of them are just speculative tokens like Dogecoin that have no underlying business model behind them. So what people have learned is it's all just a speculative risk on asset space. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Bitcoin is a risk asset. Uh, and it's speculative. And so are all the cryptocurrencies. Now, again, some of them have real businesses behind them, cryptocurrencies, mm-hmm. you know, with income. You know, uh, so some of them do have real use case, but they're still just speculative assets, which are so are stocks. You know, stocks are basically speculative assets. They're risk assets, as we've seen, you know, so that and I've been saying it the whole time. The only reason we ran up as far and as fast as we did after the March uh, lows of 2020 was because of the Fed, um, you know, uh, liquidity that it pumped into the markets. So these assets are liquidity dependent. They are liquid markets. And I don't mean Mm -hmm. liquid in terms of, you know, you can buy and sell them. I mean liquid in terms of the only thing fueling them is liquidity coming into the markets. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so that's what a lot of people are learning. And a lot of people are also learning a lot of the things that they were told the narratives about Bitcoin and crypto are proving false. And they're they're seeing it, you know, in terms of rules of thumb that it only goes here, it only goes there. You know, and it can't go here. It can't go there. I mean, yeah. you know, all bets are off. It's a risk asset. The world is de-risking, deleveraging, and, you know, it's it's proven it out. Yeah. And would it be fair to say, in your opinion, that there's more pain to come, that this is not a two, three-week process, that this 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 is uh, the floor is not in yet? So 
everything is Fed dependent. So I'm going to, I'm going to precurse mm. everything I say, qualify Smart. and caveat everything I say with Smart. it all depends on what the Fed does. Okay. Now, you know, I thought we were going to see a little bit of a bounce and, you know, into a, to a short-term retracement um, recently. And there's been more downside and that's caught a lot of people off guard. We thought the markets would bounce a little bit. We thought cryptos would bounce a little bit. When I say we, some of the brightest minds out there, economists, people in the crypto space, been in it forever, you know, technical analysts looking at all the technicals, on-chain and, you know, analysis mm -hmm. for Bitcoin, everything indicates we're oversold, which doesn't really mean anything other than, you know, it's going down. But, you know, everything looked like there should be some sort of a little relief rally, relief bounce, but we've just been straight down. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that which is interesting, uh, and it's caught a lot of people off guard. So, it looks like we should be seeing some more downside, but you know, if the Fed comes out, you know, dovish, if they come out and they back off their narrative a little bit, you know, this week, mm -hmm. then you could see a nice relief rally and a big bounce. If the Fed comes out hawkish, you know, meaning more strict than they've said or as strict as they said, mm -hmm. then you know, we could see some more downside or we could see a little bit of a leveling off. If they come out really heavy-handed, we could see some more downside. And the markets are approaching, they're in corrective territory. NASDAQ is approaching bear market territory, which is defined technically as a 20% you know, decline in asset value for a sustained period of time. And it's it's about 17, you know, up and down right now. The other markets, S&P and Dow are you know, around 10%. Right. Uh, Bitcoin's down 51. The altcoin space is down 70. Some of them are down 90. Yeah. Uh, so we're back to levels, you know, approaching levels where we were you know, bef uh, before the, you know, back in June and even before that. So mm -hmm. it could be a chance, you know, to reset and really, you know, be able to take advantage of these opportunities, but it could also be just the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of caveats there. The one thing I, I've, again, I've been doing a little bit of research on this, knowing we were going to talk about the great deleverage. Something I read is somebody put out that, Hey, the last, and again, this is about Bitcoin, right? All the other ones are, are too small to talk about, but Bitcoin, if it, it had of its normal bear retracement, of 78%, that means it could get all the way down to about $15,000. Uh, does that feel like crazy? It can't get there? Like that's too low? Or, you know, given that you look at it a lot more, I thought I would ask. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't have any rules for Bitcoin or crypto. So okay. Bitcoin dropped all the way down to 4,000 back in March of 2020. Hmm. So I think if the markets sell off continues, if the Fed comes out really strong and heavy handed, I think there's just no um, limits to how low it could go. Now, we, what we've seen is a couple of times in recent history, the March 2020 low, and then there was another, uh, the, you know, after the 2018 low, or, you know, March 2017, 2018, you know, bull market peak, it, it sustained that three to $4,000 level a couple of times. So that okay. seems to be about as low as it wants to go okay. in, in recent history. Um, but you just never know. I mean, if we, if we have a serious, you know, situation and the Fed doesn't intervene. So again, qualify everything with the Fed. If the yeah. Fed does not intervene and lets the chips fall where they may, there's no telling how low it could go. Now that's just value. It'll bounce back. I'm not saying it's, you know, it's going to go to zero or it's going to go away, but it could go, you know, to the levels that nobody thinks it can go to and stay there for a little while before it comes back. Mm -hmm. If the Fed, you know, reverses course and props everything up again, then, you know, it may not go below where it went in July, which was $29,000. <laughs> A lot of people said recently it would never go below 50 again. A lot yeah. of people said it would never go below 40. These are the same people. It'll yeah. never go below 60. It'll never go below 50, 40, 30. 
So, uh, yeah. you know, you just can't okay. say it's never going to go anywhere. You know, some people say it'll never go above 100. I, you know, you just don't know. But what we do know, without the Fed, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Oh, yeah, well, it'll go down, but it's yeah. not going to go up. Well, let's let's talk about the Fed here, because there's a lot of caveats there. First and foremost, my opinion only, we'll see if you agree or not. The Fed's not looking at the crypto market at all. The, the Fed could, Jerome Powell, if Bitcoin went to zero, wouldn't impact them at all, I don't think. They, they do watch the market, right? The S&P, NASDAQ, Dow. There is some theoretical threshold where it's like too much pain. I don't know if that's, it's certainly not 10%. We're there already. It's probably not 20%. Is it 30? Is it 40? Um, I don't think any of these gyrations early in the week are going to impact when it's tomorrow. I think they start Tuesday, Wednesday. So I don't know. What do you think about that? Do you think they, do you think there's some number that they go, Ooh, we're going to be more dovish? Yeah. So they are aware of crypto, but they sure. don't take that into consideration of, of their decision-making when it comes to policy, but they're mm -hmm. aware of it. It's a, it's a, you know, a couple trillion dollar was a couple was. trillion dollar <laughs> space, you know, any given day, you know, so they're looking at it, but they don't take that into consideration. They do look at the markets. And the question is, what's more important right now? Markets or inflation? And, you know, you're getting a double whammy right now because inflation is really hurting people. Um, it's changing behavior. It's hurting wealth. And, you know, the markets deleveraging and declining are hurting wealth as well. But they have to get inflation under control. Their number one mandate is you know, uh, stable prices. Mm -hmm. And number two is, you know, full employment. So they have to focus on inflation. They have to get under control. They know the market is testing their resolve. They know they've lost credibility. I mean, they're not living in a cave. They know yeah. that they have zero credibility. Nobody has any faith in the Fed, in their decision-making ability, in their policy right now. They have to come out and they have to show the market we're strong, we're going to take on inflation. And you're hearing both ends of the spectrum. I mean, there's analysts and economists that are so far apart on what they think the Fed's going to do. You know, what I think is, I think they have to come out strong. I think they have to come out and say, we're going to stop uh, QE right now. We're going to raise rates next month. And we're going to raise it four times more until we get inflation under control. I think they're going to come out heavy handed. And oh, if yeah. they do, look out. Yeah, I think they're coming out heavy handed. I, I actually am. I've been talking about I think we've talked about it. I think the Fed has to come out with half a point first move. Uh, they can't mess around yeah. this, this Greenspan quarter point every move, every meeting until whenever, not going to do it. They got to come yeah. out and show some backbone. They got to be a little Paul Volcker. And the market's not going to like it. And here's the news. So you said, what level do they jump in? We know, again, case precedent, 30%. So yeah, March, 30. you know, we're back in 2018. Um, when Powell had to reverse course, you know, markets tapered off, you know, about what was it, 30, 20, 30 percent? Yeah, it's like 33, uh, think, 34 percent. Yeah. yeah. You know, March of 2020, um, they jumped in. I think it was, you know, 20, 30 percent each, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit different between the yeah. between the markets. So I think they will let it get into bear market territory, see what happens. But I think they will jump in before it hits 30 percent. And then they have an excuse to reverse course. And that doesn't affect credibility. Mm. That gives them credibility and yeah. saying, look, new, new data, <laughs> right? New data. You know, we, we can't let the markets collapse. You know, we have to we have to, you know, stabilize markets because the wealth of the of the world now, mm. you know, is in the markets. I mean, we're the largest market around the world. And 
um, you know, the dollar has to remain strong. If the markets collapse and the dollar, well, the dollar is going up right now. And, and you know, that's one thing that you're seeing a lot of people uh, jump into is the dollar. But, you know, they have to guard the value of the dollar. They have to keep confidence in our markets and in our economy strong. So I think that is the best case scenario for the Fed. So they can just keep the cycle going. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. I think the Fed's got to come out heavy handed. I think they kind of, I think they would, I think they would like that actually. Come out heavy handed, get into a bear market, get down 30, 35%, and then come in as the good guys, the guys in the white hat, right? We're back. We're going to save you, kind of reestablish that credibility. So the problem is, and what a lot of people will say that they can't do that is because of inflation. Mm -hmm. They'll say that they can't reverse course no matter what because inflation is still out of control. And until inflation, you know, until they can rein that in a little bit, mm -hmm. they can't reverse course no matter what the markets are doing. Now, some people say that, but I just don't think they're going to let the markets go where they need where they would go given you know a strong fed policy and stance this week if he came out and said stop qe you know half a point interest rate increase and we're going to keep going at you know at, at half a half a point you know moving forward 50 basis points or whatever it is moving forward um half a percent is the way i look at it um that's strong that's a that's a big bold message and markets would you know they would be in big trouble yeah, closing this session out, I, I think I read this morning, only 5% of economists expect half a point. I've expected half a point for quite a while now. So, Greg, how can people find you? You put out amazing stuff, and uh, your channel is growing Game Busters, so people need to uh, go check it out. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, gregdickerson.com. All my info is there, YouTube channel, podcast. You can find the links for that there. Very cool, man. Thanks again.